This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? What's up? How are we doing? <sighs> I am stopped up. I feel that. We went to the Baylor game last week, and I still feel at times like I don't have my voice fully back. Yeah, uh, same. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's crazy. That game, though, was awesome. It was a fantastic game. It was... Sick and Bears. It was, it was the Baylor OU game, and we were sitting right behind the goal line, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, could not have had a better experience. Um, so... Let's get into now and. Um, so we're talking about so Henry breaks down more or less is breaking down spiritual disciplines into the two categories of uh, solitary and community. Um, we talked about solitary or what does he call it actually solitude. Yeah. Uh, Last um, last week. This week we're going to talk about community. Um, community is something that's really big to us here at Lighthouse or at Wellhouse. Sorry, <laughs> a man of many hats, right there. Uh, yes, um, that's where I'm doing my my internship. Is at Lighthouse or an organization called Lighthouse? Um, so. At Wellhouse, we value community. That is our second value, be relational. Um, and we believe that vulnerability leads to building relationships, which leads to restoration. So be real, mm-hmm. be relational, be restored. And so community is something that we've talked a lot about and we will continue to talk about and probably never stop talking about um, because it's so, so important. But... Um, when Henry talks about community as a discipline, he says it this way. Community as discipline is the effort to create a free and empty space among people where together we can practice true obedience. What do you think about that? Read it again. Community as discipline is the effort to create a free and empty space among people where together we can uh, practice true obedience. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that. Could could community be defined in a better way? No, I mean, I would... No, I, I don't... There, I'm, I, I there's literally, literally nothing I would change. Yeah. Um, so, he talks about community as engaging each other in our divine likeness. Okay. Um, he says he says it this way. Whenever true community presents itself, discipline is crucial. It is crucial not only in the many uh, old and new forms of the common life, but also in the sustaining relationship of 
friendship, marriage, and family. To create space for God among us requires the constant recognition of the Spirit of God in each other. Mm, yeah, 100%. Um, community is a discipline, right? Uh-huh. It's not easy. Having true community is not easy. Having relationships, being vulnerable is not easy. Um, but what it's rooted in is affirming the divine likeness in the people in your community. One of the best sermons I ever heard when we were still in fundamentalism, and honestly, it's probably the only sermon from a good thing that stuck with me, is, and I don't even remember who said it. I'm trying to remember. I apologize. If by chance you are listening to this podcast by some weird way, um, message me or something because I don't remember your name or who you are or where I heard this. But the only memorable sermon that I remember hearing out of fundamentalism that was memorable in a good way, a guy made the claim, and if I could remember his name, I'd quote him and give him credit for it, but I can't. He said, the Jesus in me is incapable of hating the Jesus in you. Mm. I remember that too. I just don't remember who said it. And no when. idea who but, said that, but yeah, I do remember that. You know who would probably remember our dad. Yeah, probably. He's probably, gonna he's look. probably going to listen to this and go, Oh wait guys, it's this guy. Yeah. He's probably going to text us yep. in our little, in our group chat, in our group chat and say, Hey, it was this person. Yep. So but remember, I, I think ahead. that's, that's a really important piece is, and I, I would say this in any category, you know, we, we say it all the time. If if your faith causes you to hate someone, your faith is whack, bro. You're you're doing faith wrong. Yeah, because the Jesus in me is literally incapable of hating of the hating Jesus. the Jesus in you. Yeah, that's spiritual community. It, exactly. But if you break that down, the Jesus in me is the same Jesus that is in you. It might manifest itself in different ways, but that's why it is incapable. Yes. Right? A hundred percent. So, the Spirit of God in me is the same Spirit of God within you. Mm -hmm. So, let's set that as a basis as we move forward. Because I actually think that that sets up the... Yes, I do. But I want, I want to make one clarifying statement. Go ahead. The spirit, there is there is some manifestation of the spirit of God in every human being. Oh yes, that's Agreed. not that's not something yeah. that's relegated only to believers. Believers are people who profess to be Christians. Right. The image of God that's that's given with humanity comes with the installment of some disposition of the Spirit of God. And the reason I think that that sets up where we're going so well is because he kind of talks about that in a way. But I don't want to get there yet. Okay. We're, we're going to get there. All right, okay. Um, remember last week when we talked about how solitude can help you hear God's voice in the busyness? Mm-hmm. Well, he says this, when we have come to recognize the life-giving spirit of God as the source of our life together, 
we too will more readily hear the voice in our solitude. When we are experiencing the voice of God, which is his whole deal, that we need to have community um, and be in community together to find or to seek the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. When we find comfort in that, it becomes easier to hear the voice of the Lord in solitude. They kind of play into each other. They do, but you also understand why they play into one another is because the spiritual community gives you constant voices Mm -hmm. of the Lord around you speaking into you. So it makes you aware of the types of things the Lord would say to you in solitude. Yeah. So kind of expounding on that. I'm just going to read this entire paragraph because I thought it was so good. Friendship, marriage, family, religious life, and every other form of community is solitude, greeting solitude, spirit speaking to spirit, and heart calling to heart. It is the grateful recognition of God's call to share life together and the joyful offering of a hospitable space where the recreating power of God's spirit can manifest, can become manifest. Thus, all forms of life together, all forms of life together can become ways to reveal to each other the, the real presence of God in our midst. Love it. I, yes. Love it. Like, it is solitude meeting solitude. It is your individual experience with God meeting somebody else's individual experience with God. Which, and, and call me postmodern, but like if there's one thing that you can't really argue is someone's experience of God. And is that not one of the tenets on how we build theology? <laughs> like, well, and, and not just that. Why would you want to? If someone is truly like, I get it if it's different and they're an oppressor and it's like a, a terrible version of Jesus. Sure. But one of the false prophets that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if, if it's not, why would you ever want to? Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing I think we don't do enough with, he said all forms of life. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up in evangelical fundamentalism. The message that I got was God doesn't care about the earth. Yeah, kind of, in a way. It was like, it's all kind of going to hell in a handbasket anyways. Like, God God doesn't really care about it. Uh, Yeah, I don't really think that's true at all, actually. Yeah, I think when you, and you helped me put this together, but I think when you read the narrative, God is trying to bring, it's not a new heaven on a new earth necessarily it's renewed it's renewed heaven and renewed earth back together he's jesus is trying to restore all of creation clayton what's the promise to abraham that ends up being fulfilled and the promise to moses that ends up being fulfilled in the old testament god promises them a land oh yeah yeah like don't think that that earth and that ground and that dirt didn't matter to God. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason that the promise is that God's people will be given a land. Right. Because it's a 
on a smaller scale, it's a representation of the culmination yeah. of the covenant story. Now, I know what I'm about to say. There is the argument that it's because God was present on this ground, but we also see throughout the Old Testament conversations about holy ground, right? Uh, there are two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in these moments, God is still caring for the ground, mm-hmm. right? We're kind of getting on a tangent here, but... A little uh, bit, a little bit. I think that's still an important conversation. Well, it is have, because I do think to a conversation about community, community is valuable because it provides fellowship. Right. I, I don't. Th- I think if your only goal in being in good fellowship is to be in good fellowship with humanity or some humans, you're missing a huge part of what it means to be in good fellowship. Mm. Because being in good fellowship with the creation of God mm. is also extremely life giving, which is the the yeah. telos, the goal of community. Yeah. Agreed. So let's walk a little bit deeper into this. I made the note here, community of all believers. Mm. He writes this. The mystery of community is precisely that it embraces all italicized, all people, whatever their individual differences may be, and allows them to live together as brothers and sisters of Christ and sons and daughters of his heavenly father. All people embraces all people. Mm-hmm. Race, creed, sexuality, yada, yada, yada. Different beliefs, yada, yada, yada. I all people. I literally just wrote a blog post on faithful deconstruction about this. Is it the one that came out today? No, this is... No, or, this is... This is the one, this is the house party one. Oh, this is the okay. one that came out. When this comes out, it yeah. will have come out two weeks ago. Yeah. I did not actually get a chance to read that one yet. So It's literally, like, that's the journey of deconstruction, is it's taking this faith that you were given that was exclusionary mm. and building a faith home that's worth sharing Yeah, and returning back to a way of Jesus that says, hey, all are welcome here. Mm-hmm. And that goes back, wraps back into, I cannot hate the Jesus in you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the Jesus, Jesus in, in me, me is in, hate yeah, the it's, Jesus it's in you. incapable yeah. of doing that, which if, if we want to really have this conversation, who, what category of people that have Jesus within them are quote unquote hated most today? It's LGBTQ plus mm. like it Christians have no grace for them. Yeah. They, they are hated and yet their experience with Jesus is such that they are Christians mm-hmm. and or yet can be at least. Yeah. And yet the Jesus in some people hates, hates the, the Jesus in them and says they're incapable of, being Christians, it's because they're J- Jesus is whack. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> same team. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. same team. Um, their version of Jesus is just wrong. So let's move on a little bit here, um, because I want to talk about this. 
And you have a story that I want you to tell. Okay. I have no idea what story that is. No, you'll, you'll know whenever I bring it up, but Henry says this, I would like to describe one concrete form of this discipline of community. It is the practice of listening together. Okay. That friend of yours that you used to pray with, um, just you and him, Mm -hmm. um, when you got the call to go to Louisiana, Mm Mm-hmm. Is that not what you guys were doing together? Listening together? Yeah. So basically I had a friend and still to this day, one of my best friends. Um, we decided that we felt like the Lord was telling us that we needed to be people of prayer and that we needed each other to be people of prayer And so we started meeting together every day, five days a week, for multiple hours to pray. Mm. And the first thing, like, we would both be praying. And so when one of you finished, like, when one of us finished praying, the other one would just sit there and wait for the other one. Uh, Maybe read your Bible, you know, whatever. And... When the first thing we would do when both of us finished praying was one of us would look at the other one and go, what do you feel like the Lord said? And then we would get to talk and wrestle and help each other, encourage one another, Mm. um, pray again for one another. Um, Yes, that's exactly what that was. It was us listening to God together and deciphering the voice of God together. Henry says this, this disciplined silence is not an embarrassing silence, but a silence in which together we pay attention to the Lord who calls us together. Silence is binding. What do you mean? Not binding. I wrote binding. Silence is bonding. Um, Do you know why? Because you're just comfortable being vulnerable in front of one another without saying anything is a part of it. But I think what Henry's actually getting at is that when you're silent, you're not talking. Mm. I think I think so many of the problems that exist in the world is because we're too busy talking. None of us listen. Yeah. If we would just be silent and listen. I remember I was out with friends um, a couple weeks ago. And a conversation came up in, in the middle of a friend group that I'm very comfortable with. A conversation came up. I decided that it was not a conversation that I needed to respond to. Mm. Not, not for any other reason than because I looked around the room and said, hey, I think there are people that have better voices than me in this topic that I need to learn and sit at their feet from. Yeah. If all of us would take that example in community... We wouldn't fracture it quite so much. If we would stop and listen and learn from one another. Yeah. It wouldn't be so fractured. And, And Henry talks a lot about that. But that community of all believers that it does, it's not bound by a geographical location or, um, culture or, or these sorts of things, right? 
It's the Jesus in me speaking to the Jesus in you. But he talks about how community, like solitude, is, how does he word it? It's primarily a quality of the heart. Mm. Um, he says this, and I, I really love this. We can well live in community while being physically alone. In such a situation, we can act freely, speak honestly, and suffer patiently because of the intimate bond of love that unites us with others, even when time and place separate us from them. You are still in community even though you are alone. That is why I love praying the hour so much. Oh, yeah. That's one of the beauties of it is that all of the people of God within uh, traditions that promote praying the hours are praying together, are praying the same thing, Mm -hmm. praying for the same thing, asking God to enact the same petitions. Yeah. (sighs) Thus, the discipline of community frees us to go wherever the spirit guides us, even to places we would rather not go. If you were always in community and you were never alone, you are free to go wherever the Spirit tells you to go because you will never be alone. You will always be in community even if you are in solitude. Now, solitude and community um, both um, are expressed in different ways. Um, but they do go absolutely hand in hand. And I don't think that that can be missed here in this conversation. Because when I pray the hours, I'm alone. But I know that I am in community. I moved around a lot growing up as a kid. But I always knew wherever I went that I would be able to find a community of believers. Always knew that I would be able to find community. And I'm sure that you felt that as well. So yeah, I didn't move around here as much as you. Um, no, but you moved from circle to circle a lot. I did jump circles. Um, or I was kicked out of circles um, and then moved to other circles because I was kicked out of circles. But yeah, I have jumped traditions quite a bit, for sure. Yeah, I mean, even just going from university to university, right? Like, wherever you... Now, you were also <laughs> a seminary student, but, like, you found community in those spaces, even moving from place to place. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Henry says this, Solitude and community are the disciplines by which the space becomes free for us to listen to the presence of God's Spirit and to respond fearlessly and generously. When we are comfortable in solitude, we can be comfortable in community. When we are comfortable in community, we can be comfortable in solitude. If the basis is pursuing divine likeness and doing Jesus things. Mm 